0: Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And
1: we are Katz, formerly known as Knight Rider.
0: Alright, and welcome back to the show. And just to let you guys know, this week's uh, podcast is being sponsored by Sidewinder, the newest single by Carter Fox. You can listen to it at carterfoxmusic.com or Spotify or every other parts of social media that you can find Carter Fox. And also, Soulful Traveler. Soulful Traveler. If, you, if you're traveling through life very soulfully and you want to show it off, wear Soulful Traveler clothing line. You can look them up at soulfultravelerapeals.com. Soulful traveler. Soulfully traveling, my friend. Soulfully traveling. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's get back to the show. Um, but first things first, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning this year's Super Bowl. As of recording, the Super Bowl's is already over, and the Kansas City Chiefs already won. So congratulations to them. And fun fact, they, this is their first Super Bowl win in the past 50 years.
1: I think they won. Well, I know Joe Namath did, did the the miracle for the AFL. You know when they both merged uh, in Super Bowl three. Mm-hmm. So next year they wanted to make the NFL, NFC. I guess at the time they didn't want to make it a fluke, and that's when the Kansas City Chiefs went and won Super Bowl four. Right. So so think remember Super Bowl four and this is what fifty four.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, fifty years. Yeah, yeah. fifty years. Yeah, fifty, 50, years. 50 yeah.
1: years. Yeah, yes, since Super Bowl four. So.
0: Congratulations! Yeah, so, all right, so now let's get back to um, back to the show for that. Okay, so we got a lot of things to talk about this week. Um, Yeah,
1: but one of the most important things is uh, well to start off with is IDW.
0: Yeah, IDW reported huge losses uh, for last year. Um, For a
1: quick reference, we're looking at BleedingCool.com because didn't they start off the.
0: Yeah, they reported it and everything. Yeah,
1: and this was posted on January twenty fifth. We're just catching up. Yes. So their main title is IDW loses twenty six point four million dollars in twenty nineteen, projects profitability in twenty twenty one. this—I I mean, I'm not a business dude, mm-hmm. but is that even possible to to say such a thing? I mean, you're you're reporting losses and you're in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, we'll we'll just coast around and then. They'll just say, we'll do it right in
0: 2021 and we're going to make the big bucks again. Um, Yes, I know. It is possible. But the problem is, is like, um, they really, either they know something that the rest of the comic book industry doesn't know and they're going to bank on it in 2021, or they are going to try to figure a way to bounce back in 2020. Because, um, okay, let's just face it. it um, for the past two years, five, five uh, head people at IDW left. That's in two years. Hmm. So something's wrong there.
1: Well, here's a, a paragraph um, in case for more information to get a more mm-hmm. clearer context to this. Right. So, quote-unquote, according to, uh um uh, cool, uh, Jude Terror, mm-hmm. uh, who is the author of this report... Um, of a uh, legal cool. um, quote, IDW's 2019 quarter four Q4 financial report was released this week, as of the 25th January, uh, showing that IDW Media Holdings as a whole lost 26.4 million on revenue of 62.6 million. IDW Publishing, uh, the part that makes the comic books, lost 5.2 million on their own. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, revenue for the publisher was down slightly from 2018 at $20.1 million. IDW Entertainment, the part that makes t- television shows, lost $19.8 million. Even Even uh, CTM, IDW's travel brochure printing business, mm-hmm. they posted a loss of $1.3 million in 2019, end quote.
0: Yeah, so something's wrong there.
1: And not just with... Uh, you know the main comic part, but you know the public um the the media holdings the t v mm-hmm. uh they're 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 printing their bi- printing business for travels guess, yeah. even they lost money
0: yeah yeah um like look like I say, okay, something's wrong there, you know um we're seeing something that there's something wrong there, they don't know how to fix it sooner or later, three things could happen. One, they could bounce back, you know, what they're banking on in 2021, they could bounce back and make a profit in 2021, that's one op- That's one scenario, one case scenario. Second case scenario would be, there's a huge fallout, like they will implode from the inside, and they might cut more losses, they might report more losses, hell, they might even file bankruptcy. Or, third case scenario, they don't bounce back in 2020. They report huger losses. And then in 2021, they might close. Or sell off assets. Mm. Or licensing products that they have. And rights. Just mm-hmm. to keep afloat.
1: Yeah, but they're talking about 2021 as you know, profitability. Because here's a quote. I'm not going to say the whole thing that... Uh... Let me see. Um, IDW Media Holdings Chairman and CEO Howard Jonas is saying. Mm-hmm. So I'll just read his like introduction um, because he's, he's being optimistic. Right. Okay. So his little paragraph, and I quote from what he's saying here. Mm-hmm. He says, quote, With our improving financial and operational outlook, we are exploring listing IDW on a national stock exchange to enhance our visibility, increase liquidity uh, in the market for our stock, and broaden our shareholder base. In conjunction with the uplist, we intend to raise additional growth capital to further strengthen our balance sheet and to pursue the abundant growth opportunities afforded by the intensifying competition among streaming services for original content. So, what does that mean? They have some, they actually have something planned.
0: Either that, or they're just or they're just jumping in the deep end of the pool and see. Okay, let's see if we can sink or swim. Because it sounds like that's what they're trying to do. Like they're gonna jump into the deep end of the pool and see if they can sink and swim, sink or swim.
1: Well, I'm seeing more of some of the quotes, and he was. um, Well, I can't say say at all, you know, due to what we what else other stuff we need to talk about today. But uh, in short, he's talking about uh, the boost of revenue in the fourth quarter of uh, V Wars and the majority of the uh, October faction episodes to Netflix.
0: Yeah. Okay. See here. Okay. Here's the thing. They're, okay, so if they're banking on, okay, going. Wait, to hold Netflix. on, and,
1: and and he's saying that the, the the remaining impact quote the remaining impact of these legacy de- deals will be recognized in the first quarter fiscal 2020 uh, results, reflecting the delivery of the balance of October faction episodes on Netflix. So it's like what they're uh, banking on Netflix. They're or, banking. They're waiting to bank.
0: Waiting to bank on Netflix, and I think that's stupid because okay, they have two products. No one's never heard of like the general public has not heard of either or product, unless if they're you know hardcore fans of IDW printing.
1: Well, well, here's a little another quote here it says I quote: Looking ahead, IDW Entertainment is delivering season one of Lock and Key to Netflix, and we expect that it will contribute to our bottom line in the first half of fiscal 2020. End quote.
0: Yeah. So basically, okay. So yeah, they're jumping into the deep end of the pool. Seeing if they can sink or swim, so they're writing everything on the Netflix deal, and seeing if um, if whatever they're doing is going to be successful there. Because and, re-
1: and also, sorry, uh, IDWP they have uh, they announced a multi-year agreement with uh, Smithsonian to, mm-hmm. de- to jointly develop and publish quote unquote to joint to jointly develop and publish graphic novels leveraging the Smithsonian's unique cultural and scientific history expertise, end quote. So they're also investing in, you know, human legacy, you know, with the Smithsonian. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll say this paragraph because it's also, because it's, you know, it's important. Quote, IDWP announced a Spanish language initiative to bring graphic novels to Spanish speakers throughout North America. To launch the initiative, IDWP is planning to release a Spanish translation of George Takei's best-selling memoir. They call us enemy uh, in June 2020. End quote.
0: Yeah. So basically, this year, in in short, yeah, they're jumping into the deep end of the pool. They really are, because they're they. Okay. So it, it's so everything what you just said that you, that you quoted is like okay, they're trying to bank on Netflix. They're going to try to bank on the Smithsonian deal, and they're going to try to bank on translating books into Spanish, for the for the Spanish market. All this year, and they're and they're expecting that all three of those things will be profitable for 2021.
1: And um, I should have uh, said this too, but uh, it isn't, isn't. I'm I'm saying it as if it was minor news, but it actually isn't. Season four of IDWE's Winona Earp. Season four is uh, quote. Season four is expected to debut on Sci-Fi during the second half of CY or 2020. End quote. Okay. So they're also making on TV too with Winona Earp. Yeah,
0: yeah. But so yeah, so yeah. So this basically is a do or die year this year for them because they're banking everything. They're jumping into the deep end of the pool, um, and yeah, that's just crazy well it's not necessarily a bad thing i mean you know okay well no it, it is a bad thing because
1: well they are well they're doing an old <laughs> they're pulling an old-fashioned solution to an uh, to a possibly it's not necessarily an old-fashioned problem anymore but they're using an old-fashioned solution but it's a big risk
0: i wouldn't say that i would just say that they're putting all their chips on the line on the table with these three things and then say if they all don't panned out right. Say if they all don't work right. Say if the Spanish, say if the say like the translation to the books is a huge flop. Say the next fi- the next uh, series become big flops or mediocre at best.
1: Personally, they should have test tried this somewhere in South America to see if it will push along. Because they're focusing on North America. Like the Spanish speakers of North America. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it's localized only to the united states what about puerto ricans what about the dominican republic and then and then you got from mexico all the way down to the tip of south america they all speak spanish one part french and a major part in brazilian portuguese what about them
0: like i said they're putting all the chips on and it's not a good thing Mm -hmm. so you know um they really it's like I said they're jumping into the deep end of the pool it's a do or die year for them this year because if because if none of these plants pan out for them we could say goodbye to another publishing company
1: or uh, they make enough to barely you know barely make the threshold and say we'll try again the next fiscal year. Barely
0: enough. Oh. Please. They're not WWE. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, all right, E three. Okay. So E three has been uh quiet. Well the ESA and all that has been quiet uh since the incident of last year. Um if in case a lot of you don't remember where uh a lot of information of all of press vendors exhibitors uh and on attendees i think everybody uh was uh, exposed and they they kept quiet up until now because they uh said that every they're rebuilding the whole website and everything from the ground up security and everything is being rebuilt from the ground up and they're trying to make sure that Oh, excuse me all your personal information will not be compromised this time um, they want to make sure and they want to make sure and promise people that look we goofed up yeah okay we goofed up our bad we are going to make it work we are going to do this uh, better and we're gonna commit to it so please come back.
1: But that's not their only problem. Uh, What I'm seeing right now uh, from Polygon, uh, the author is Charlie Hall, the title of his thing is E3 2020 Organizers Look to, quote, Shake Things Up, end quote, Amid Flagging Industry Attendance. So because of the uh, um, issue with uh, with the ESA.
0: No, and not not only that too, but um, uh, last year's uh, attendance was down. Was this before or after the? Uh... Before, mm. attendance was down. United. That's why. That's why the Sony didn't up. show up. No, Sony didn't show up last year. Oh, FYI, they're not showing up again this year. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's still doing their direct thing. Not even showing up at the show. They'll they'll have a booth and a presence there. I mean, same thing with Sony. They'll have a booth and they'll have a presence there, but they're not going to show up and do a press conference. Because Sony Sony's supposedly going to do a press conference this month in February. You know, well, according ev- to
1: rumors, and you know, sometime in February they'll have their event in New York, and most most likely, according to the rumors, they'll probably finally showcase okay, Xbox Series X, meet PlayStation Five.
0: Yeah. See. They do that. Then why even bother pay attention to E3? Why bother to do that? Because, Nintendo's. Oh, uh, because no, 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 because,
1: uh, no, because uh, a subtitle in here. It's because quote the EA says it's quote I'm committed to keep keeping E three at the level you've come to expect end quote end quote
0: abysmal boring and you, and you need and you, okay E three hasn't been E three it hasn't been great for the past couple years it hasn't been um, that good um, it's been boring it's been lackluster. With a few exceptions of a gaming announcements that people are excited about. Like for like this year. This year. Oh, excuse me. Um, like this year alone. Cyberpunk 2020. It's been delayed, but that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, sorry. 2077. Um, 2020 was the uh, tabletop game. It's based on, But still. No, no, no. I digress. Um, Cyberpunk 2027. 2077. It's been delayed. That's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You, you can quote me on this. I'm okay for them delaying the game and to release it later this year. Let them take their time. Let them do what they do. CD Projekt Red knows what they're doing. Nobody didn't complain when the Witcher, when the Witcher was delayed, or, or, or also their DLCs. Nobody didn't complain then. So why people should complain now? Let them do what they need to do. Final Fantasy VII remake was delayed for like what a couple weeks from its original release date in March. Well, maybe to they April. wanted to
1: fix some things up properly. Yeah, you know?
0: see, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You know, uh, later this week, Fantasy Star Online Two is going to have their uh, private uh, beta testing for Xbox before they launch it on the Xbox uh, for Xbox One and for PC, and then later down the road for the Switch and the PS4. I'm okay with that. I can wait. I'm in no rush.
1: Unless there's a surprise in saying PS5. I can wait. Not Sega for you because they love it. No, no, like I
0: said, like like, like I said, I can wait. You know? And on top of that, there's still a lot of games coming out for this generation even though they're already introducing both Microsoft and Sony is already introducing next generation consoles. I'm okay with what I got right now. I can wait. Sony do If Sony does what they're going to do this month and uh, showcase the PS5, Nintendo is already planning on... like Everybody knows that uh, they're planning on doing a new release of a Switch. Um, Microsoft. I think if Microsoft is still going to do a presentation at, at uh, E3... Okay, it's just going to be okay. Look, it's Microsoft. They're gonna, they are gonna do the announcement of their um, new system. Here's the specs. Here's it's going to look. Here's what we're going to have for launch titles. Okay, yeah, sure. What else is going to be there to keep keep my attention at the,
1: E3? The battle with legislators and the uh, and the U.S. Federal Trade Commission over the topic of loot boxes. Eh, that's that's the same time as the the the, the leak and um i'd rather not mention this because it's political
0: i don't care i it, it, like i said i'm e3 hasn't been exciting for me for a couple of years it hasn't been fun it hasn't been great um a lot of stuff has always been leaked out weeks or days before the event and it makes me care less and less about e3 oh
1: here's uh here's a a thing here um uh, a paragraph about uh, the the e- ESA acknowledging the security breach.
0: Mm. So
1: here's what, what they're saying right now. Okay. Um, quote, we rebuilt the E3 website with enhanced and layered security measures developed by an outside cybersecurity firm, unquote, the ESA said, quote, this included updating our data management processes, including the handling of personal personally identifiable information, and we will no longer store that data on our site. We have also changed our registration practices and will collect the minimum information necessary to complete your registration. And uh, to, to, I guess it's the end of it, but for reference, um, public registration for E3, which has previously run for about $250 for a three-day pass, begins February 15th. So registration starts the day after Valentine's Day. So, Screw the day of love, heartbreak begins on February fifteenth. For those who are interested in going, and as for E three proper, the show will will uh, start uh, from uh, June 9th and uh, ends at uh, June eleventh this year.
0: Mm. I don't care. I just really don't.
1: Well, they said previously run for two fifty, so you think they're gonna yes, yeah, of course. Ch- no, you know, change the prices yeah to okay. compen well change it up and make it more expensive to compensate, or maybe lower it so that they can entice more people to
0: go? Both. Mm. One, one group of attendees are going to get screwed over, and the other group of attendees are going to see it as a benefit.
1: Yeah, But what do you think about what I said about their, you know, protect their new, well, I guess. I
0: see it when I believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. That's That's me. Alright. So, okay, so moving right along?
1: Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Mm. Before we move move, move along, um, I'm just seeing if they're going to be doing some showcases. Well, apparently there
0: was a sneak peek, but... I doubt it. It's just rumor. The rumor mill.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, whoop. Okay. So there's a couple of new things that are coming out in cinema um, for the cinema news. Uh, One of the the things is uh, Lethal Weapon 5 is reported that Warner Brothers is going to do Lethal Weapon 5 and they're bringing back Danny Glover, Mel Gibson and Richard Donner. We don't know if a lot of the rest of the other original cast members well basically from 3 and above from 2 and above you know, like Joe Pesci, uh, Chris Rock, Rene Russo, Rene Russo, um,
1: Murtaugh's family,
0: yeah, um, yeah, and the Sarge, and their and their captain.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, yeah. We don't know if they're all going to come back, but the thing is, oh, and also too, a lot of people don't know Eric Clapton. Yes, Eric Clapton did the music for all those all uh, for the franchise. We don't know if he's going to come back. So, would you want to see? A Lethal Weapon 5.
1: Well, I'm reading from uh, Digital Spy. Um, apparently, they have like a plot. So, the, the little uh, sub uh, uh, title is, you know, Who's Done Bad Now? You know, like, What's Going On Now? That merits Murtaugh and Reyes to come beat the crap out of him. And once again, he's saying, and I quote, I'm too old for this shit. Unquote. Yeah. They're already old for this shit. So, what made them come back now?
0: Right. Eh, it's okay, but still, like I said, would you want to see a part five? Yes, no. Mm. Well, that's
1: going to be hard, because, uh, first of all, uh, you know, post Lethal Weapon 4, Mel Gibson, let's just say, South Park helped realize what's going on with Mel Gibson, you know with what he's done and he's apparently reformed you know he cleaned he got his act together after it right um I'm just trying to see if if there is a, a Well they probably don't have a plot for it yet but uh, no
0: they're still in talks they're in talks yeah that's what I'm saying would you want to see it if they were producing it and saying like, yeah okay it's going to come out
1: I don't know. I mean, four, the way they ended it with four, like, you know, it was like a, you know, storybook ending, you know?
0: Tied up all the loose ends in on that.
1: Pretty much. I mean, especially yeah. when they bust up with the ending with the, why can't we be friends? And they got the pictures of, of, of the, of, of the boys throughout the years, yeah. you know? The, oh, the and the police group. psychiatrist.
0: Huh? And the police psychiatrist. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. But, you know, still, you know, throughout the years, all that stuff, how are you gonna actually go from that and then bring it back?
0: That's true. That's very true. Because
1: now they both have to say, "I am too old for this shit." So how are they gonna co- go from that and come right back to it?
0: Mm, who knows?
1: And also, um, you know, back then, you know, this was before two thousands. You know, um, how long was it between the eight Like about twenty years, almost twenty. Years? I think so. Yeah. So, they had a leeway of going kaboom to everything, maybe even blow up a children's hospital. I don't care. Yeah. But you know, considering you know now we're in what 2020. Well, what are they going to blow up now? I don't know. What 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 topics will be for the bad guys for the cops to go after? I don't know.
0: Right.
1: But you know, they're they're in talks and. Um, they, they, they're not even sure if, uh, you know, Chris Rockne, Russo, or even Joe Pesci is willing to go on board. So Mm -hmm. right now it's Richard Donner, um, Danny Glover, and, um, Mel Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah. So. We'll just gotta wait and see. Um, also, uh, sticking to cinema, uh, Birds of Prey, uh, they're having a, a limited advanced screening on tomorrow, no, Uh, no. on uh, February 4th and 5th, but there's a catch to it, you have to be a member of the DC Universe app, streaming service, Um, yeah, Um, it was reported in a press release uh, by DC stating that members of the DC Universe streaming line, or the DCU for short, um, they have a chance and an opportunity to sign up and get advanced screening tickets of Birds of Prey on February 4th and 5th. Now, on February 4th, they're going to stream it. They're going to do an advanced screening in LA, San Francisco, and New York. On the 5th, they're going to have it in 30 other cities. Um, like Miami, Denver, San Diego, uh, Houston, Austin um Washington DC, Seattle, uh Phoenix. You know, um Minneapolis, Atlanta. You know, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So, um I know a majority of people are just going to be like what the hell,
1: especially the ones who are not in that list.
0: Yeah, but not only that too, but it but it shows okay, so DC is keeping their word with you know, hey, we signed up for this, we're going to get some exclusive stuff. Now it makes you wonder, okay, this could be worth it now. Who knows? They might do the same thing for Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman comes out later this year.
1: But also, um, it could lead to bigger applications. And right. not just the DCU. Um, maybe new Warner Brothers films, for example.
0: Yeah, who no. Yeah. Because yeah. Lethal What? We- well,
1: yeah, just to get back to the Lethal What? Wasn't it made by Warner Brothers? It was produced, yeah. Produced? produced and distributed. Well, yeah. that could probably be a plus there, too. But, you know, they're playing with the
0: DCU first. Yeah. So, yeah. But,
1: but it could also mean that they might, there might be a, a little press conference or whatever. And then, um, for some reason, if you have the, the Warner Brothers or DCU app, um, you get... Actual access to that, and you get to see what they're gonna be busting out for years to come. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> right.
0: <sighs> I'm sorry dead. again.
1: Yeah. Um, kind of in kind of uh, how uh you know Marvel was doing it mm-hmm. with their their things, except it wasn't really uh, um, broadcasted. Right. But you know, the news came afterwards. But
0: right, right, right.
1: You know, they bust, but but you know. DCU or and or Warner Brothers will just bust out on their, their streaming service as, a, as an exclusive.
0: Right, right. So a lot of applications. Yeah. So we just gotta wait and see. Uh, unfortunately for us, we're not members of the DC uh, DCU, but we are gonna try and see if we can go on opening night to go watch Birds of Prey, and then we will tell you guys what we think about it in a review the following week, or maybe on the podcast. Who knows? If we get lucky, if yeah. it's not sold out.
1: Well, first of all, not sold out, and depending on our schedules, because usually, you, you know, it used to have been Friday nights to yeah. do it, but well, now it's Thursday, min- midnight. Well, Thursday night, Friday morning, you got to go now.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what we can do, and we'll let you guys know about all that. And um, just to wrap things up, uh, uh, the Baptists. Uh, it was when, yesterday or later, to, earlier today? Or today. Today? Yeah, today. Okay. Alright, so the BAFTAs uh, is basically the... Uh, British Oscars. Yes, the British Oscars.
1: Because it's the British Academy Film Awards.
0: Okay. And uh, we, our cats, are just going to announce, you know, uh, some of the awards. Alright, so here we go. What do we got?
1: Well, for some of them, I'll have to say all the nominees and I'll tell you the winner. You know, because it'll give us a good idea... Because um, isn't it also linked to the Oscars like the Golden Globes?
0: No. It's its own separate thing.
1: But unfortunately, it might. And here's why. Okay. For example, I'm um, seeing first on the list for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. You know, you got here's, here's your contenders. You got Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino, The Irishman, and Tom Hanks, The Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't, you say, didn't we say it was a group of death? Yes. Well... The European group of death says that Brad Pitt is the winner. He won for Best Supporting Actor. All right. So, will that... No. So, the question is, will something like this for Brad Pitt influence him to possibly get some more points to win an Oscar?
0: I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, what do we
1: got? Uh, Best film? You know, we got The Irishman going against Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, and 1917. Mm -hmm. And the winner... 1917. All right. Good movie. Yeah. Okay. What else? Then we got Best Actress. We got uh, Renee Zellweger Jess, uh, for Judy, uh, Jesse Buckley, Wild Rose, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, and Suarez Ronan for Little Women. hmm Renee Zellweger is the winner. Okay. Um. Well, I guess, well, it, well just because it's right here. Uh, Rising Star Award, I guess, for new actors, mm-hmm. you know, to promote. We have uh, Calvin Harrison Jr., Caitlin uh, Dever, Dever, Jack Loden, Aquafu- Aquafina, mm-hmm. and Michael Ward. And the winner is Michael Ward. Okay. And we'll get to uh, this one. Uh, Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence uh Pug or Pug for Little Women, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Margot Robbie again for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, hey, double double the fun. But the winner is Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Okay. And before we get to... uh, um, Oh, um, they're saying, uh, the news are saying that Parasite was winning big, for Mm -hmm. instance... Foreign language film, Parasite won it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's editing, documentary, uh, animated feature. Best animated film goes to Klaus. Mm -hmm. They beat out Toy Story 4, Frozen, and uh, Sean the Sheep movie. And don't get me wrong, Ardaman kicks ass. Mm -hmm. Um, I know they won something. I think it was best... uh, Oh, best adapted screenplay. Taika Ytt for Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Direction, Sam Mendes for 1917. Here we go. Best Original Screenplay, Han Jin Won and Bong Joo Ho for Parasite. Okay. So they won the original screenplay while uh, Jojo Rabbit takes home uh, Adapted. All right. Um and
0: the biggest one you said was um, Best Actor.
1: No, 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 not, no. It wasn't the biggest win. It was actually a controversial win. Okay. Um, let, let me get back to it, because you know, this is a pretty big list. Uh, okay. And this made news. Um, you got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio versus Teron... Uh, Once More Time in Hollywood versus Teron Egerton, Rocket Man versus Adam Driver, Marriage Story, versus Jonathan Price, The Two Popes, versus Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Mm-hmm. And the winner, controversially is Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. But the why, why
0: controversial?
1: Um, it wasn't that he won, it was his speech.
0: Okay. So um, just summarize it, don't give the... You know.
1: Well, to put it pretty short, he called out the Baptists for... Uh, um, I think it was mostly like an all-white issue. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I don't know if it was directors or... or or actors or actresses, but it, but, uh, it was all white. Mm-hmm. And what was shocking was that, you know, he's not saying, you know, hey, I'm not saying this, I'm paraphrasing, of course, I'm not saying this, you know, it's pro- like a political uh, thing going on. Mm-hmm. I'm actually complicit with this, too, mm-hmm. for my winning. And um, and um, most people would, you know, would say, you know, after his speech, you know, he would say, after calling out the Baptist, so you know, thank you, and, you know, take the award and walk away. Um, I noticed that he was, uh, a bit nervous, but he, he had resolve. You know, he was, you no, know, it kind of had a wavering voice and, you know, clearing <throat> his throat and coughing a little. But, um, he cemented it and made it worth it by, uh, you know, probably saying thank you. But then he did not take the award with him when he walked away. He just left it there on the table.
0: Hmm.
1: And I don't know if he did, someone had to pick it up And give it to him or whatever I don't know what happened after that like right. I just saw the quote I just saw what his his acceptance speech And um, he's just saying Like, BAFTA, you really need to do better Because you're saying that um, People of color are not welcome That is your message to do the world, BAFTA So you gotta, you gotta clean up your act
0: mm. Pretty powerful stuff
1: Yeah, and he cemented that by not Taking the taking
0: no work, yeah yeah, well.
1: So obviously, you know, you got people that support him, and logically, you got people that are criticizing it because they're just saying, "Well, it's Oscar season." Their, their biggest concern is, "Well, it's Oscar season, and he's probably going to win a few more points for, uh, you know,
0: to get an Oscar." Mm-hmm. Come on, I mean, man, eh, I don't know. Well, people do crazy things for awards. People do things, you know.
1: Well, like I said, he had resolve, you know, he stood his right, ground. Right, right, he
0: stood, he stood his ground, I'll give him credit for that, I'll give him credit for that, but, um, excuse me, sir, excuse me, um, we just gotta wait tomorrow, see what people respond to it, and, um, yeah, just see where, where that goes.
1: But then, um... I withhold my my uh, extraneous comments. Okay. Let's just keep it at like that.
0: All right, then. All right. So, yeah, before we go, uh, there's one more little topic we need to talk about, and that is BoJack Horseman. Um, BoJack just finished on Friday mm-hmm. at, of, of the recording on the 31st of January, uh, ending its six seasons. Um, let me ask you this oh let me ask you two two questions cats um one, did you like the ending? how the way the series ended? Did you like it?
1: to quote I, are, I am weasel from cow and Chicken it depends. Okay. Because it seems like, and everybody's agreeing with each other on this for some reason, mm-hmm. but it, look, it looks like it. There's actually two endings, right? Um, with the, pen, the so-called penultimate episode, mm-hmm. which would people would say that was that that should have been the de, de facto, the actual ending there. Right. Um, well, we're not going to spoil it or anything, and,
0: right, right, and you know,
1: I, I have to. Um, later tonight at, later after this recording I have to uh write up my personal thoughts on, on this you know I'll try to make it spoiler free for that for everyone but um, and he will
0: have the review up by Tuesday so yes yes yes, yes uh
1: but the thing is um that penultimate episode uh, that would be a very realistic ending right and uh Sadly, that that does happen. It, it does happen to uh, uh, certain uh, actors and actresses who, who just can't hack um, the negative, you know, feedback. You know, the negative criticism. I'm talking about not like you know, you suck because you made this movie suck. No, not that. I mean, I'm talking about the hardcore negative stuff. Like, the really
0: trolling that... and all that stuff like that. The spam and trolling. And... Anybody
1: can stop. Anybody can just sp- you know push away the trolling. But it. it's when it's Constant and toxic. Uh, constant and toxic, but it gets. It starts getting toxic when they actually strike a chord with you, and then you. And then it somehow, you're not letting it happen. It just goes in through the back door, and you're starting to feel the terrible effects of it. Right. Those are the kinds of uh, actors and actresses that, will take them down a dark path. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying you know there, there's people that I can't hack. It's just that. that it's just. In this day of age, that type of criticism is not good. Right. And it doesn't just happen to actors, it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, I, you know so, like I'd say, someone would say, I suck. Well, they suck too. But if they keep on going and going, and then eventually they say something stupid, but, in, but to me, it's like, whoa, you know, that got my attention. That means they got me at my weakest, and I let that toxicity go in. And, you know, it might lead me down to a dark path. Mm-hmm. So they totally did that well with that episode. Right. Um, well, and that that part started with uh, the third to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela. Yes. When uh, he talked to the person that was responsible for screwing up his uh, BoJack's relationship with Herb ass. Yeah. Just because... Uh, um, well for one thing It wasn't Cool to be gay In 2007 Especially when Since they were what ABC
0: No it wasn't 2000. No 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 Back, back in the 90s. No,
1: no yeah but But um, Well they were Mentioning about Oh we when, You know We have to be family Because they were trying To be bought out By Disney yeah. With um, What was his name like Mike Eisner At the time Yeah 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 so that was Their approach So that's why She forced uh, Bojack to throw her because ass Out under the bus yeah, but whatever Angela did to BoJack in the third to the last episode, that led to the second to the last episode, where you know it led to that ending of the of the episode, you know. Right. But then you got the other ending, which is uh, let's just call it the uh, compulsory and company compulsory ending, right. you know, because um, well the. Well, it's kind of a joke in itself because of uh, It reminds me of what Wanda did to Mr. Peanut Butter
0: oh, okay. with
1: that uh, game show, which is like, "Hey, you're you know we're not, uh, you know we're not doing you know like stupid little thing here. We're doing network TV, and people there want resolution in 30 minutes. And if you don't, and if you don't like that, then you can actually have a job at AMC, you know, threatening Mr. Peanut Butter. Right. So that episode is practically the the, the result. It's compulsory you know there had there had to be a uh an opposite resolution, so that's what they did with the last episode-huh and not to spoil it uh um, um it turns out that uh le- new lessons were learned um you know people moved on uh you know, Hollywood is dead. It turns into something else, but the hypocrisy still moves on. Mm. But will we get to see the new hypocrites of this new, no, I guess Hollywood world of BoJack Horseman? Well, no, because that's the end. Right. But there is um, some loose ends that are cut, but there are some loose ends that merit, um, let's say if there's another spin-off series, why not to Finn Birdie? Mm-hmm. Um, you know spinoff series for some of the other people you know there there are some issues that are not really resolved but they were um, resolved enough so that it could possibly there's potential for a spinoff or eh let him be happy
0: you know that sort of thing right, right right, okay and it now brings the next question many people said that BoJack Horseman was the show for the decade for the 2010s do you believe that Because it brought something completely different through the shows that were coming out in the 2010s. Well,
1: I mean, uh, there are parts where I have to say no, but overall, the majority, I'm going to have to say yes. Because I wrote, like, in one of my um, past... uh, uh, reviews of uh, Bojack's earlier seasons, I thought it was like uh, another piece of crap Netflix thing. In the beginning, right? Oh, Bojack Horseman, what is it? What, a horse guy? What? What the hell is this? You know, right. looks like a piece of crap show. But the the curiosity for maybe one or two weeks kind of nagged him and like, whatever, you know. I guess I'm bored. Um, I'll see what the hell is it about, and here I am, mm-hmm. uh, finished with the final. Series, you know, finish with the series and like, hey, you know, it caught my attention real good. It was completely different, and uh, in retrospect, it just, you know, like I said, it looked like a piece of crap then. No, right? It did not. Okay. I just didn't know it until mm-hmm. maybe halfway through season one. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was like, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I guess in, uh, restricting to like, you know, the 2010s, I would have to say, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it got my attention out of nowhere. It took me down a path. It wasn't it wasn't sugar-coated in most parts, and um, it, it, it does reflect with some of the social norms of the decade. Mm. And stuff like that. And um, it calls out the hypocr- some, some hypocrisies of the social norms. You know, like the thoughts and prayers. Right. Well, in terms of Hollywood, they do that all the time. Right. But nowadays people are, are now saying, no, it's BS. We need to do something about a certain problem now. Right. But, you know, they were satirizing and criticizing it. Of course. And then we got to see more like actual character development. And um, normally, like, if you're going to write a story or something like that, you expect to have like you know maybe a certain formula that's already tried and true. But that doesn't mean you know you're you're, you're going to see some dark places with them. And this show took these characters to dark
0: places. Very extreme dark places. Very
1: extreme dark places. You know, with Bojack substance abuse problems. Um, issues of, of insecurity,
0: addiction, depression.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, the belief of hitting rock bottom doesn't apply anymore. Like, Oh, you hit rock bottom. No, you don't anymore. You can't say that no more. Well, especially because of, uh, the last half of, uh, the Mm -hmm. series, the season six, when Bojack was, uh, uh, saying, you know, I always thought there was a rock bottom, but you know I find out that there is another, like level below it. Mm-hmm. So it shows the inevitable truth that, hey, um, you think you hit rock bottom? No, you can escape it. How? Huh? You gotta dig darker. You gotta dig deeper to like the, the the bad stuff. But eventually, and it and and it's true. Eventually, you're gonna finally hit something. That you, that you cannot dig under under it, and this will be your rock bottom. And when you finally reach that rock bottom, everything that is uh, above you, all those so-called rock bottoms that are above you, it'll come crashing down all of them at the same time, and that's what they showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it reflects to uh, some of the... Uh, so recent social norms, I'm not counting 2020 because we're barely a month in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like they talked about the Me Too movements. Um, I think to me, they did like a little slight criticism of the canceled, like the hashtag. Canceled. Right.
0: Yeah. They did. Um,
1: but they but, you know, they're careful, you know, not to go totally in depth. But mm-hmm. the only criticism that they had against the canceled thing is that. It's not, you're not just pointing out somebody and then you're going to cancel them. What about the other people involved in the story? What's going to happen to them? Because they will get affected too. Mm -hmm. And not like for a little while, no. I mean, it might affect them forever. And people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the one person that, you know, did a bad thing and then they get canceled. No. Whoever's around him um, will possibly get affected negatively as well. And I like the way that um, they addressed it. They, they, they addressed it, you know, you know, not with specifics, but you know, they they addressed it that you know, um, you need to be careful with this sort of thing because if you're, um, if you're gonna um, uh, socially censor this person, you gotta be careful because there's other people who are there too, and they're gonna be hitting the crossfire,
0: mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, uh, oh and, and to uh, conclude with uh, Bojack, um, um, realistically I prefer the penultimate ending
0: mm-hmm.
1: not the uh, <laughs> what is it the contractual ending right. I guess that's yeah. what they' they're, they're okay. making satirizing the contractual ending okay but um, let's just say with you know if you know, if we add the contractual ending um, I've noticed that people are saying there's a glimmer of hope. But uh, in order to kind of see that, you have to be—you have to be like a body language expert. But the problem is, how are you going to see that with animated cartoons? Right. <laughs> so how you can need... do that with animated cartoon characters. So in certain aspects, I'll end it. I'll end it here. That just leaves three more questions.
0: Okay. What are they?
1: I, I don't know. Like I said, I am not a body language expert. How am I going to uh, uh, do body language on a, a, a 2 dimen- a, a literally A drawn to a dimensional thing um, that could probably do a few movements, but what does that really mean? I don't know. It could mean they're happy. That all I'm saying is, yeah, I'm not doing the classic. Oh, it brings about more questions. No, it only brings about three more questions. But I'm not a body expert, and apparently uh, the creators of uh, Bojack Horseman, well, they probably know what's going on, but we don't know.
0: Right. So, so it just leaves. So has so has so okay so Bojack ending. And they didn't decide to renew Tuca and Birdie, which is a shame. A travesty. I have a
1: feeling that the way they ended the series, it looked like they could have made more BoJack. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Netflix decided to do it. Yeah,
0: No, that's what I'm saying. With Tuca and Birdie not being renewed for a second season, BoJack ending. Has BoJack Horseman left a huge gap in Netflix in terms of adult animation?
1: Yes, it left a power vacuum. Mm. People, you know, I guess in a way like uh, how they did it with uh, um, the eight Diagram Pole Fire with Gordon Liu and Alexander Fusheng. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he died in a car accident while... During while the, production. During yeah. production of the film. And this was back in 83. Uh, and uh, there were some hints of the movie where it kind of reflected back to that accident and how much that he is missed, Alexander Fusheng. Yes. So... With the contractual ending, they were practically doing the same thing, except this time it's like, well, don't worry, you know, it was good while it lasted, but you had your moments, and um, maybe it's time, maybe, you know, maybe it's time to move on, but there's always that human element of, uh, you know, the unknown. You know, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen. And the only thing we do know is that it left a, it, in terms of adult animation, it left a power vacuum that's going to be pretty hard to fill, you know, like a good replacement show or, yeah. or maybe a, a a new thing that could uh, uh, maybe do better than BoJack. But we don't know. Right. Because it's very, well, with, some, with a show like BoJack, that's pretty hard.
0: Right. So, we just got to wait and see later this year and see what Netflix is going to do and address that situation. Because um, I honestly think Bojack Horseman is up there as one of the smartest adult animated series ever to be created, next to uh, Daria, King of the Hill, um, Home Movies, Futurama, South Park, South Park, um, Rick and Morty. So it's 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 up there, it, it's up there. The Boondocks, especially the Boondocks. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's up there, as you know, that area of adult animated cartoons that are, that are really intelligent, really ahead of the time, and um, yeah. So we gotta wait and see what Netflix is gonna do with that.
1: So, so. the question is, how are they gonna fill the vacuum? We've Gotta wait and see.
0: Yep. All right then. So without further ado, that is it for this week's show uh thank you guys so much for listening for this week uh we'll be back next week with uh um with next week's show we are planning to talk about the super bowl commercials and basically what we like what we didn't like and many more things so until then i am captain cats and
1: we are cats
0: all right and i hope you guys have a great week a wonderful week, a wonderful work week and I hope you join us next week. Until then, take care, have a great one.
1: Yoho